Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, December 7th, five minutes after 11. You are listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So something happened yesterday with Kevin McCarthy. The former Speaker of the House said that he is resigning from Congress at the end of the month. What a baby. <laughs> what a whiny, quitty baby. Yeah, it it really tells you that he didn't get the job that he wanted or he couldn't retain the job that he wanted. So he's going to take his ball and go home. My mommy said I didn't have to play anymore. It really does show you what we tell you on this show every day, that the overwhelming majority of these people in elected life don't care about you at all. They're not there to serve you. They're not there to create policies to make their lives better. They are there to enhance and enrich themselves. And it's a been and look, this is true up and down. Now, now there, there's a chance that somebody on your city council or your local town council or township board, they're doing it because they want to do some good and help. But when you start certainly getting into the level of Congress, and it's true in many ways with even these state reps and state senator type people. I mean, they are totally there for themselves, the betterment of themselves. Screw you. If you happen to get some benefit out of my vote along the way, then okay. And this is just a glaring example of that. It isn't about it. It wasn't like he said, okay, I had this and I failed. I'm really going to learn a lesson. I'm going to become a better representative out of it. And let's really get to work for the American people. No, he went as far as he could go. There was nowhere left for him to go. And now he's going to get some cushy job somewhere making a gajillion dollars. Mm -hmm. It's almost like he really didn't want to be in Congress. He just wanted to be the speaker. He said that he's been going through the stages of grief. <laughs> and he didn't want to make a rash decision about a future, but I don't know. You might. He acts like someone died, Consider Casey. Well, his career did. Well, I, but I, I mean, you're. what an honor to be a member of the United States Congress, whether you're the Speaker of the House or not. Wasn't good enough for him. What, these people are all gross, Casey. They're all just so gross. What a whiny, pathetic baby this guy is. And seeing the outpouring from people, oh, what a great, what a great guy. Oh, what a great patriot. What a, oh, get lost. Mm -hmm. He said if he decides to run again, he has to know that his heart is in it and that he's going to give 110%. Clearly, he doesn't feel that his heart is in it anymore. It's, it's, look, there is nothing, unless it is for a health reason or, you know, a loved one's health reason there is nothing more shameful than someone quitting on their constituents whether it's kevin mccarthy whether it's a total loser like aaron houchin whether it's the, you know the comptroller who just quit tara klutz there's nothing more pathetic and shameful than somebody who stands in front of the public and says please elect me to this office i want to fight for you and i want to serve you and i want I, you know i want to be a, a you know someone who makes your life better and then just quits mm-hmm. In the middle of it, whether it's because you want a cushy private sector job, which is I think where Tara Klutz is going, or you want 
Uh, you're an office hopper like Aaron Houchin. You people are all gross and pathetic. Okay, so this is going to shrink yet again, the Republicans' lead, and what, holding 220 to the Democrats' 213, because, of course, George Santos was expelled from Congress, so we're down his seat as well. They're going to have a uh, special election on February 13th for the district for George Santos. And we'll get we'll get to him in a little bit. More about him later in the show. Think about McCarthy, though. He wouldn't even half-ass it for another 12 months, Casey. Right. Nobody, it's one thing to say, hey, I'm. this will be it for me. I mean, that's also kind of pathetic that if I don't get to be the speaker, I'm not going to fight for you. But that's fine. You serve out your term, and then you say, hey, I've, I've had enough, and somebody else good will get to take my place, and good, good luck to that person, and I'll help however I can. That's one thing. He's quitting. He can't even fake it for 12 months. Yep. It's it's like, you know, if, if, if they're not, they don't like me, I'm not going to stick around and fight for the people of California. The, the, these, these elected people at all levels are just totally out of control and they don't care about you at all. And I'd just like to thank Kevin McCarthy for giving us Exhibit A to show, show the court. So he put out a video. It was pretty much a I quit video. Uh-huh. It was about two and a half minutes long. I want to play a portion of oh. it for you. Not the whole thing oh. because it's very self-serving. But I want you to listen to the very end, the very last thing he says. Because America is more than a country. America is an idea. Today I am driven by the same purpose that I felt when I arrived in Congress. But now it is time to pursue my passion in a new arena. While I'll be departing the house at the end of this year, Mm -hmm. I will never, ever give up fighting for this country that I love so much. You just did. <laughs> to all those who have supported me through the years, especially our constituents, thank you from the bottom of my heart. We did our part. And when the stakes were the highest, we rose to the challenge. We were willing to risk it all, no matter the odds, no matter the personal cost. Simply put, we did the right thing. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Took his lavalier microphone off, slammed it down, walked off camera. If you did, that's a that's a proverbial mic drop right there. If you did not know better, you would have thought he was refer- referencing that he had stormed the hill at Iwo Jima. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this guy. He will never stop fighting for you, Rob. But that's literally what he's doing. Exactly, Casey. I'm going to tell you one thing and do another. When it comes time for me to be told my services are no longer required mm-hmm. or necessary mm-hmm. at this radio station. Yeah. And there's a strong likelihood it will be me who gets told that before you. I need you to do me a favor, okay? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to go peacefully. I'm mm-hmm. going to go in an orderly fashion. Security! Well, here's what I need you to do. I need you to convince David... That when they when they fire me, it's, do it on the air. Well, it's fine, <laughs> but I would like to record a video like this and sure. go, and that would be the ultimate troll yeah. to go out in this way. And so, if you could, whenever that time comes, whether it's two years from now mm-hmm. or five minutes from now, <laughs> both are equally as likely, or two twenty years from now, mm-hmm. who knows with me? But just do me a solid and go to bat with management and say we have to let Rob record. A, a, a cheesy, parting yeah, message? A cheesy, a cheesy, terrible goodbye message. What like would that. you say? Are you going to say, I'm going to keep fighting for you? Maybe I'll. But see, 
Okay, so he 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 was fired from Speaker of the House, but he wasn't fired or expelled from Congress. Right. He quit. He's quitting he, Congress. He quit. Yeah. Yes. No, the, the, it's it's pretty simple. Um, maybe Monday, since Monday's my last day, maybe I'll write and record a goodbye message for the for the year. For, for going on vacation? Yeah. Okay, you should totally do yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's what I'll do. All right. Uh, it's 13 minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the U.S. is sending $175 million. This is in military aid oh. to Ukraine. <laughs> but this comes as Congress has remained stalled on legislation that would provide more funding. So we're not sending the $111 billion, yeah. but yet we are going to send $175 million in military aid. Yeah. Totally different. Does we're, this make any... Okay. We're going to give them equipment, Yeah, but not just flat out cash. Yeah. Well, but this is my point. None of this makes any sense to me on how this funding gets approved, this funding doesn't get approved, this is a hold up, but this is... This is the problem with our government is none of it makes any sense. Casey. Mm-hmm. Can I just? I'm going to totally veer off topic here because sure. it's. A, but the theme is lack of transparency, right? Mm-hmm. So this is why people get many people get so frustrated with their government is because there's a total lack of transparency, and it seems as though governments go out of their way to not tell you any information. Great example. Uh, there's a town council meeting tonight in Brownsburg. Apparently, they're going to buy land to build a new firehouse. Okay, fine. Uh, reasonable people can agree or disagree whether that's necessary, needed, whatever. However, the document online, mm-hmm. it's literally agenda item, and you click the link where you're supposed to be able to learn about, like, here's how much we're paying. Sure. Here, here's whose land we're buying. And these here, are the contractors here, we've hired. Yeah, here's the fiscal plan, whatever. Sure. It's literally, Casey, mm-hmm. a blank piece of paper. Oh. It says buy land. It says something like buy land or secure <laughs> earnest money or something for fire. Give me money. Give you, me money now. And it's just blank. Yeah. It's just a blank piece of paper. And this is like, they're, they're different, but the same where it's, it's, I'm not mad you're doing it. I don't know whether I should be mad or not. You're doing it. I don't, I don't know whether it's a good use of my money. I, I don't know anything. Because you don't have the information. I have no, and there's no way that you don't have the information yet. They're going to vote tonight on whether to move forward with buying land, but the public has absolutely no information whatsoever, and that's done deliberately. Big Bad Deb and Lord Travis and the rest of these a-holes over there are deliberately not giving the public information, and when that happens, there's a reason for that. Same thing here. Where is that money going, Casey? Mm. Where is that $175 million going? What's it being spent on? How do we know if it's being used right? How do we know what the return on investment is? You don't. You never know. It just goes into an endless pile, and the end result of it is Is that that we pay more for everything. Thank you. (laughs) Is that where you were going? Thank you. Yes, you finished the sentence perfectly. Well done. Okay, so here's John Kirby. He's one of the uh, White House spokespeople, and he's prepping the press corps for a NATO versus Russia war with American troops on the ground. And so we can't support Ukraine. Their chief advisor yesterday said they're likely to lose this war if they lose the U.S. support. And Putin gets all of Ukraine, then what? Then where does he go? Because right then, he's up against the eastern flank of NATO. And if you think the cost of supporting Ukraine is high now, just imagine how much higher it's going to be, not just in national treasure, but in American blood, if he starts going after one of our NATO allies. Because as the president also said, we take our Article 5 commitments very seriously. What I heard from John Kirby right there was give us money 
or were taking your sons. Yes, you're 100% correct. Yes, spot on. They, they are. They desperately want to go to war with Russia. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Rob, uh, what do you think is a good rate on a CD today? Something like 5%, probably. Yeah, that's probably what it is, right? Yeah, and that's the highest it's been in a long time. Well, you know, your retirement guy, Bill Demery, he can help you do better. Instead of getting 5%, you want to do better, right? Oh, well, you know me, Casey. I'm always striving to do better. Yeah, that's what I thought. Instead of getting 5%, what if you could get a much better return? A return that's averaged 7% per year for the past 10 years. Public school math tells me, Casey, that's like 40% better. Yes, it is. Plus, get this. You also get an immediate 13% bonus on your investment. And it's all backed by one of the largest insurers in the world. A 13% bonus and a 7% average return. That means I should give Bill Demery a call. Lucky for us, I've already done that. Yep, absolutely. Call Bill Demery, 317-932-9912. Yeah, this 13% bonus won't last. No, so call him today, 317-932-9912. That's Bill Demery, 317-932-9912. And past performance is no guarantee of future return. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. After 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the fourth Republican presidential primary debate wrapped up last night in Tuscaloosa. You had Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, and tech entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy. They all took part in it. And uh, one thing that I noticed is that it really didn't seem like Vivek and uh, Nikki liked each other very much yeah and you get this once you've been through a couple of debates like i mean there's obviously camps and teams and you're they all obviously want to beat the other people but Mm -hmm. there's just people you dislike more than others and it really starts to come out because now you're just i mean let's face it they all know i mean the only one who probably if he's being honest with himself thinks he still has a legitimate chance is desantis and even that's fading quickly Mm -hmm. so you know tensions are high patience is short and as such you you know you just get a lot of sniping going on in these debates yeah i mean i get it that yes they're competing for the same position but they seem like they really don't even they really don't like each other well so my guess would be and obviously Some personalities clash. Well, they see, like, Nikki Haley sees Ramaswamy as a fraudster. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a total outsider guy who, you know, he's young, he's made a lot of money, he's a grenade thrower, and I think they see him as, look, dude, you're a total con man, and you might be able to hoodwink, you know, some people, but we know what you are. He obviously sees her as a, you know, corrupt, corruptest <laughs> member of the establishment. I mean, yeah. she's a politician. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you really see these politicians when outsiders step into their turf, who they really are. Like they're offended. That's why part of why they hated Trump so much is because he didn't he didn't work his way up through 
the process, right? Like he didn't start as a city councilor somewhere or a local school board member or and and then, you know, become a congressman or then a governor. And so they they see it as you didn't earn it the, the way you're supposed to earn it. And that is of great offense to those people because politics is a life. Politics is a career. Politics is a way of living to these people. So you've got just naturally just kind of inherent disdain for each other and then it's going to play out on a debate stage so at one point during the debate last night they were asked to name the u.s president who they drew inspiration from if elected and they all named somebody different Uh chris christie mentioned ronald reagan nikki haley said george washington ron DeSantis said calvin coolidge and vivek ramaswamy said thomas jefferson Uh and uh, online searches for calvin coolidge have spiked following Ron DeSantis's response. I th- that was an interesting one. I would never have guessed that he would say silent Cal. You know, here's the weird thing about Calvin Coolidge is the people that, you know, when you ask most people like who are the who are the greatest presidents in American yeah, history? Yeah, Thomas Jefferson, Lincoln, yeah. Reagan, Washington. But the the people who like Calvin Coolidge mm-hmm. are some of the most passionate, dedicated, hardcore Supporters, in terms of like, if you were to ask somebody who's the greatest president ever, and they said Reagan, there's a lot of people who would say Reagan, but they're not super passionate, like die in the wool mm-hmm. Reaganites or whatever. They might just say, hey, he did a good job running the country. He really brought America back from a very dark time, morning in America, blah, blah, blah. The Coolidge people are hardcore to the max people and i see him on facebook quite a bit he's got a lot of very loyal supporters isn't he the president who said i choose not to run uh, yes amongst, amongst, amongst other things and and like i said there's we don't have time to get into it now because i know we got to get to other things before the break but uh it is interesting that he said calvin coolidge because there is a literal like i think a literal society of people mm-hmm. who are believe he's the greatest president in american history all right well let's uh hear some uh of the highlights that happened last night this is vivek ramaswamy and this is when he's telling chris christie to go have a nice meal so first of all i think we just learned something from chris christie we learned three things we learned three things right there first of all chris christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern ukraine he actually wants us to fight for chris your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. So do everybody a favor, just walk yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal, and get the hell out of this race. When it comes to Nikki, I think if you're going to actually send your sons and daughters to go die in somebody else's war, excuse me, Chris, I'm speaking, and I'm not done yet. You had your chance, and we're going to be done. So listen up to this. If these people want to send your sons and daughters to go die in Ukraine, they've been arguing for it for a year. $200 billion of our taxpayers money sent over. Neither of them could even name for you the provinces that they actually want to protect. And this is the people who have been touting their so-called foreign policy experience. It is intellectual fraud. These people are lying to you, the same people who told you about weapons and mass destruction in Iraq to justify that invasion, didn't know the first thing about it, yet they sent thousands of our sons and daughters to go die. The same people who told you the same in Afghanistan, where the Taliban is still in charge 20 years later. Seven trillion of our national debt due to these toxic neocons. You can put lipstick on a Dick Cheney, it is still a fascist neocon. Thank and you, you Mr. Ramaswamy. Thank you, Mr. Ramaswamy. Dick Cheney all over again in this okay. part. Thank you, so Ramaswamy. So he's arguing with Chris Christie, Nikki Haley chirps in at one point, and then you've got Ron DeSantis, who was just standing there watching it all and glad that he wasn't taking any of those punches. (laughs) 
But of course, Chris Christie, he's got a slap back and he tells uh, Ramaswamy that he's a blowhard. Them all the land they've already stolen. Promise Putin you'll never put Ukraine in Russia and then trust Putin not to have a relationship with China. Let me tell you something. That's no that's reasonable. Not my deal. That's that, not my deal. Yes, Chris. it's exactly what I'll, you said. I'll you my do deal this too. at every debate. I'll just, I'll you say exactly no, 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 don't interrupt me. I didn't interrupt you. Okay? You tell say this. You, you do this. At, you do this at that's every funny. debate. You go out on the stump and you say something. All of us see it on video. We confront you out on the debate stage. You say you didn't say it, and then you back away. And I want to say what I I'm not done yet. Well, this is now look. This is nonsense. It's not a spirit. This is the fourth debate, the fourth debate that you would be voted in the first 20 minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. So shut up for a little while. I'm going to respond to that. And then at one point, Chris Christie looked at Vivek and said, enough, enough. But yet then Christie will sit there and judge Trump's style and temperament Mm -hmm. and everything else. And he's he's, doing the same thing. He's doing the exact same thing. Yeah. All right. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So McDonald's opening a spinoff restaurant. And speaking of food, we've got something for Rob Oh, how exciting. It's 93 WIBC. What? Good morning. It is 11:32. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. What is this, Kevin? What is that? It looks like it's like a like a futuristic something or other. Yeah, it's a culinary masterpiece. That's a little piece of sushi from Kroger. Mm-hmm. Um, why? And it's got some wasabi on the top too. Why? So yesterday we did the story about how uh, a dab of wasabi on your sushi can boost memory. Oh, a, a new study was put out, yeah. and it's uh, you know saying that this is good. You and I talked about the hippocampus yesterday, yeah. And, and then we had the discussion about wasabi and have you ever had it? And I, I said no. Uh, I've never had sushi or. Because it just, it just looks, looks like looks like something out of the Alien movie. I feel like it's going to come up out of the mm-hmm. out of the ground, like it's got a hand or something. It's going to just just. It just <laughs> no, I will looks, say it looks terrible, Kevin. The, the mm-hmm. presentation got a little messed up because it was flying around in my car on the way to work this morning. <laughs> I, that was in the van. It, it, it looked a lot better before, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still good. Yeah. So wasabi is a member of the mustard family uh-huh. of plants, yeah. and it's uh, known to can be I, a, a bit of a fiery condiment. Can I, like, touch this, or is it going to eat, eat yeah, me if I put my hand it, on it? It's, I was gonna it's show not it, alive. I was going to show it to people on the YouTube okay. chat there. Yeah. At, uh, so there's there, a little sushi. There it is. Now, Casey told me that uh, the, the wasabi from Kroger, yeah. from Kroger Sushi, she doesn't think it's real. Yeah. So do I eat it with a spoon? What do I What do I do here? This is rice on the outside. Is that right? Yeah. Rice? Yeah. Yeah, no, the wasabi. Do I pick it apart? What do I What do I do here? Well, you can. You probably want to eat it in one bite. Oh, in I one think. bite. So why did you give me a fork and a spoon then? Well, because I was using that to put the oh, wasabi on top. Oh, so I made a mistake there by cutting it. All right. Well, I'm gonna eat this this rice first here. Mm-hmm. And just go with that. Yeah. So Kevin, the wasabi served here in sushi bars is often not real. It's usually made of something else. And yeah. I'll tell you what the something else is in just a minute after Rob tries it. I don't want to scare him off or anything. Oh, no. Real, real wasabi can cost between 100 to $200 a pound. Oh, so wow. What, so what, what am I eating here? What, what, what even is this? Is this a fish? That, what that's is actually this? a California roll. So I believe 
uh, it has like crab in it, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. And then on top, they drizzle some kind of like spicy sauce. Yeah. And, and then you've got the wasabi on top of that. Right. The wasabi is the green. And so after eating this, you should have a fantastic memory All for right, the rest I'm of a, the day. I'm going to give this a go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. If you are. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Really? Did you get plenty of wasabi on that bite? It's spicy? Is it supposed to be spicy? Yeah. yeah. Not a fan? I mean, it's fine. Kevin gave me a gift, so I'm going to finish it. Thank you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I mean, that was like a, You're day's, so polite. a day's wages for Kev. That's, to, your, that's yeah. your lunch for today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I eat it in one bite, or am I supposed to like nibble on it? What am I supposed to well, do here? Well, I typically just eat it in one bite. Really? Because if I try to nibble on it, it just falls apart. Yeah. Look at you. Oh, all at once. Now, just and? give it give it a couple seconds here. <laughs> His eyes aren't watering just yet. <laughs> How you feeling? You're like... Yeah, I don't like this. Oh, there it is. There it is. It's pretty spicy. Yeah. Yeah. You're not so a what, fan. So what sort of death trap did you have me eat? Oh, my God. So strong. <laughs> it's kind of like when you eat horseradish. Yeah. If you have, like, too much horseradish, then mm-hmm. it hits you in, mm-hmm. the, in the nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, uh, That's probably what it is. That's what they say wasabi is that's served in many areas. It's white horseradish. So it's a yeah. fraud. Like, yeah, it possibly. And you said that green stuff is, like, Two hundred dollars a pound. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. is it so expensive? Uh, it's just well, it's you know, it's very hard to grow. The the plant takes like two years to reach maturity, and they have to extract temperatures and shade and gravel and the water conditions. It's just a really persnickety plant. Because my to my grow. my wife loves this garbage, mm-hmm. and I <laughs> dread because I there's a thing I said yesterday. There's a sushi place on my way home from work, and yeah. I just dread the text message will you stop and pick this up for me and i pretend to be the doordash guy the guy at the sushi place always be like are you doordash yes here here's the, the you know, order is this one of those sushi places that has the conveyor belt and you can just kind of sit there and they'll the little plates will pass by on a conveyor what belt are you even you talking about <laughs> off the belt. well i have no idea what you just You've said right those, there casey right i know what you're talking about no you yeah. go up there and you're like here's the here's the order and they hand you the bag and say thanks have a nice day so it's pretty straightforward yeah uh and i always dread because i of course then can see the price tag mm-hmm. but that and i always i i just i dread yeah it's not cheap do you yeah. still have the flavor in your mouth right now uh it's no, I think it's all kind of... It's gone now? It's gone. You're I doing mean, actually, okay? You actually handled that pretty well. I know. Well, I mean, I have an ability when, when it comes to... So, Joey Chestnut was here the other day with Hammer and mm-hmm. Nigel, and people may remember several years ago, I beat Hammer resoundingly. I mean, it was a, just a it's just a runaway victory in the shrimp eating contest because I can inhale, <laughs> like, large quantities of dangerous stuff mm-hmm. in the moment. Like, I mean, I could eat that. And I mean, it'll catch up to me later. Like at a wing, the wing uh, Buffalo Wild Wings had the whatever that what is that the, habanero, oh, the blazing the, the, uh, just, wings challenge, the stuff that'll kill you. Like I could not, <laughs> I could not get all the way through it, but I can eat several of them, mm-hmm. which most people cannot do. And then I mean, obviously you want to die, and you got to drink water for nine hours after that. But I, I do have an ability to inhale 
whatever dangerous substance that was. Because you're motivated. Dangerous. You're yeah. motivated to get the free meal, right? <laughs> That's right. And you look, I mean, you I had to get it out of the way and I obviously was going to consume it because you took time and effort to purchase that and bring it in and put l- tender love and care yeah. into making it. Sure. So, so I wasn't going to, you know, snub you and say, no, that looks like it's going to just eat me from the inside out. I'm not consuming that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I wanted to get it over with. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've worked very hard this week so that I could afford that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we're, we're all thankful for you, Kevin. Yeah. Wasabi can cost more per pound than the tuna that it even sits on. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Very expensive. That was crab. Stuff. Is that what you said that was? I think it's crab. I might have to examine it when I, because I have more in the fridge. He doesn't even know what he just fed you. It's either crab or tuna. What's in the California roll? You're growing, Rob. That's oh, amazing. Goodness. Now go clean out your office. Hey, speaking of food and restaurants, I don't know if you heard about this, but McDonald's is set to open up their first Cosmics. This is a spinoff restaurant. It's called what? Cosmics. C-O-S-M-C's. Yep. And it's supposed to be a fast, convenient way to grab pick-me-up snacks and coffee just a so lo- it's a convenience store it's like a convenience store it's uh, but it's a mcdonald's brand right they're only opening up 10 it still has the golden arches or oh. actually one arch uh cosmics they're opening up 10 across the country and they're going to see how it goes to see if they ex- expand but mcdonald's expanding their brand yeah so what's interesting, I mean, McDonald's is clearly on the move again. I live in a community where we're not allowed to have nice stuff. All we can have is chains, high-density high housing developments and mm-hmm. warehouses over mm-hmm. there in Brownsburg. And so as part of that, we now have our third McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And they're now like in a triangle. There's one on the south side. There's one on the east side. And there's one on the north side. And they're like in a triangle. And I'm wondering, you know, these are like a mile from each other. Brownsburg is not Indianapolis. How many McDonald's does one community actually need? Apparently three. Uh, yes, because they're in the money-making business, so there must be. And keeping in tune with the fact that we're not allowed to have nice things, just the same thing over and over and over again, we now do have three McDonald's. So right next to a warehouse, oddly uh, enough, Casey. Clearly, the CEO of McDonald's said that it's a $100 billion category. It's growing fast, and it's part of the informal eating out segment which has superior margins. So you know, they just rake in the money. Maybe over break, we had to go to a Buffalo Wild Wings and I'll try to see if I can still get down some of that super hot sauce. Do they even still have that on the menu? I don't know. It's been a long time since I've eaten at a Buffalo because Wild Wings. Because I thought they took that off the menu. That really, really hot one. Of all the stick songs, this is the one you chose? Well, you just ate sushi. I love this song. So I he's think being this, thematic. This is really? the best one they've this ever the done. the song that broke up the band, Kev. <laughs> we had this conversation on my porch, Kev. I think after Dennis Ding, after Dennis D. Young, what was his name? Dennis D. Young. Yeah, yes, that's thanks, it. Kev. I think they improved yeah. after that. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got Abdul who's going to join us next. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Ninety-three WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and oh my goodness, Casey, look who it is! I know. Uh, he's got his coffee. He's an author. He's a broadcaster. He's a provocateur. He's the owner of Indie Politics. Indie Politics.org. The one and only Abdullah Keep Shabazz. Hello. 
It's good morning, folks. How's it going? Good. How uh, about you? I'm actually doing very well today. It's my wife's uh, birthday, so it is her. Tw- it is an anniversary of her twentieth birthday. Yes. Very good. <laughs> birthday yes. Her. Excellent. All right. So you interviewed Curtis Hill over at IndyPolitics.org, and he got mouthy on some of uh, my favorite people in the world. Let's start with what do you have to say about the governor? Uh, said so the governor has been horrible when it comes to openness and transparency. Agreed. Uh, and also, uh, had some. He sort of had a. A, a backhanded insult for Indiana Attorney General Todd Rakia. Yeah, I want to get to that in a second, but let's talk about the relationship between Hill and Holcomb. Those two guys never liked each other from the beginning. Obviously, Eric Holcomb came out and essentially tried to throw Curtis Hill out of office when he was accused of wrongdoing. Now, there were never any criminal charges filed, never even his own ethics officer, never found any ethics violation, but that didn't... Holcomb was at the front of the line on that. What was the deal with these guys? Why did they never like each other? Um, I think in part uh, because, you know, to, to be in politics, and I know this very well, you got to have a little bit of an ego. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, just, just a little bit of an ego. Yeah. And to and both Curtis uh, and Eric both have relatively large egos. No. It's like working with Casey. It's, yeah, just, yeah. It's, just a, hey, it's just something I have learned to deal with. No, I don't yeah, call that d- ego. I call that moxie. <laughs> but go ahead, Abdul. Or cojones. Take, take, <laughs> take, take your pick. No, but no, but to be in politics, to, to, to think that you have the, the ideas that will help other people does take a certain amount of ego and confidence. And I think so what you've got is you've got sort of two, I'd say, type A, A minus personalities yeah. going back and forth right now. And I think that's that's what it is. I also think too, uh, with Hill, is that Hill uh, early on uh, when Hill got elected, uh, there was there was a uh, a pardon that the governor was going to do, and the, the the Hill argued against it, and that sort of set them off right right then there. Because at the end of the day, though, the the governor of any state is the most powerful person in the state when the legislature is not in session. Yeah, and we've learned that in in Indiana over the last several years because people think in Indiana, they say, well, it's a very low veto override threshold, which is 50% plus one. It's not the two-thirds like it is in the federal government. But when those guys, the federal government also doesn't stop being in session for nine months out of the year. And when those guys aren't in session, it's like having the house to yourself and your your grandparents went to vacation in Florida for for nine months. Next, you know, you've got the tennis racket and you're dancing around in your underwear. Yeah, right. (laughs) dark sunglasses exactly and so i think i think that's part part of what what is and what it was and uh when curtis had his uh disciplinary his disciplinary problems uh, a couple years ago what i what i wish eric would have done is like hey you know these are disturbing allegations i find them you know shocking hopefully we can get to the bottom of this and get all the facts and then make a decision yeah that would have been the the much easier thing to do because not, 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 not the Holcomb cares about looking bad, but he looks awful in this. Because when your own ethics officer says no ethics violations occurred here, what leg do you have to stand on that the guy should be thrown out of office? Screw the criminal side of it, which is there were clearly no criminal charges ever filed. Nothing happened to this guy other than the Supreme Court Disciplinary Commission, you know, had their day with him, and we'll get to that in a, in a second. But from a to throw a guy out of, I mean, who are you to say that? Well, it, it's one thing to say somebody should just someone should step down, but I'd rather say, you know, if these allegations are proven, you know, if they can be shown that they did happen, then I think the attorney general should step down. That that I think is a fair assessment. 
Abdul is our guest. Uh, you, I know you're going to hate to do this. Uh, we have to talk about how Todd Rokita's words are now coming back to haunt him once again. Are you? I know this is going to pain you to have this conversation, but you have you have done some digging over at IndiePolitics.org. And well, the great thing about the internet, Abdul, is that the internet is forever. Yes, it is. And you have found that once upon a, <laughs> once upon a time, Todd Rokita used very forcefully the discipline against Curtis Hill by the Supreme Court, which was a 30-day suspension of his law license, against him when he was running for attorney general against Curtis Hill in 2020. And that is, of course, now relevant today because a lot of people think that's about to happen at the bare minimum. That's about to happen to him. Yes. And and uh, and, and and funny because my money is that Todd Rikita will have a challenger if he decides if he's not disbarred because remember you got to you got to be a, you had to have a good law you had to have a law license to be attorney right. general right. if he's disbarred he can't he can't run assuming he's not disbarred either have a challenger at the convention level in june or he'll have a or we know destiny wells they're yeah. they're just chomping at the they they've actually raised money off of my con which wasn't my intent but okay fine i'm an arms dealer sell everybody uh, so but, she, but she's got no shot i mean she's gonna go totally far left like she did secretary of state the the play is in the is at a convention i mean the play is so you we came up with a theory in state house happenings and maybe curtis hill will <laughs> run against rokita for attorney general again if he doesn't win the the governor's nomination but but he there's a very strong chance he's going to at the very minimum be suspended for 30 days i would not be surprised at the, at the very least and then, if he's suspended, we have the same arguments all over. Yeah. Again. So here, go ahead, Casey. What happens if he's suspended? Do we just not have an attorney general? Oh uh, no, no, we have an attorney. No, he can he still be attorney general. He just can't do anything. Okay. And so the deputy attorney general would basically run the office until gotcha. his suspension is over. Kind of like what happened with Curtis Hill uh, back in 2019. So here's the quote, and we read this together, and it's just so perfect because. If anybody deserves to have their words come back and bite them in the ass, it's Todd Rokita. Quote, this was no impeachment Pelosi clown show. This was the highest court in our state. Five impartial conservative judges condemning our attorney general's behavior. This messaging against Hill will be so intense. We will not only lose the attorney general's office, but we'll lose other elections, including local races that we care about. Imagine that. The prosecution rests, Your Honor. Yeah. Yep. And the thing is, so, so if it was bad for Curtis Hill to run again because of uh, him being in trouble with the disciplinary commission, why shouldn't you yeah. get the same treatment? But then again, consistency in politics is never, what, what, never been what's consistent. What's his play going to be on this? Is he just going to act like he didn't say it? I mean, he clearly he did say it. No, he's, no, he's going to go all Donald Trump. This this is a rigged system. They're against me. They're against you. If they can do this well, to he's me. He's already doing that, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. If they, they can do this to me, they can do it to anybody. Yeah. Well, they can't necessarily do it to anybody because, number one, you got to be a licensed attorney number one and number two this is all on but how does he get he literally said this was five impartial conservative judges condemning our attorney general's behavior how does he act act, so so when that happened to somebody else who he wanted to beat they were five impartial conservative judges when it happens to him they're a bunch of uh far left radicals i call the shaggy defense it wasn't me (laughs) (laughs) hey real quick before we let you go you know we talked with Merritt earlier about this there is a new tax on downtown property owners, residents, business owners, $250 for residents. The commercial properties are assessed at a percentage rate. Why do these downtown people keep wanting to give the city of Indianapolis, who has done nothing to help them or keep them secure, why do they keep wanting to give them more of their money? Because many people, you polled on this, right? Many people are very supportive of their taxes going up. Uh, it was 36% yes, 44% no, 21% undecided when we polled uh, 
right before early voting started back in uh November. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all sort of works, how it all sort of sort of comes out because they're the I, I would say the the bigger like the, the like the people who own Salesforce are in favor of it. The the people who rent or rent their businesses aren't crazy about it. So if if I were the city of Indianapolis, I'd go and do some major talking, get get downtown Indy Inc. and and all the downtown business organizations like hey. Here's what we're going to do. We want your input. We're going to take your money, but here's how we want to spend it. We want you to be part of the process. Mm-hmm. Do you think it will make the city downtown any safer? I mean, they're going to raise millions of dollars off of this. I'm going to raise five million a year. One million will go toward public safety. I, I think I think it'll increase police presence. the The question is, it's not how many police there is. How do people feel? Do people feel safer? And that we just don't know yet. I mean, I'm trying to calculate because it's a percentage, like what Jeff Smolian is going to pay at this for this building yeah i'm trying to calculate what that is that sounds like a lot of money for how are they going to determine that is it based on square footage well that's a, i think it's a, the assessed value of the assessed, value, of your assessed property. value property yeah so okay well uh i i have no faith in this whatsoever but <laughs> the, the, nobody listens to me down here so tell us what's going on with you are you working this weekend uh no we got the uh wibc uh, sub- you never work I have never seen somebody get more, 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 more without ever doing any actual work. No, not because just because I'm not on the air doesn't mean I'm not working. Because I'm still doing all my gubernatorial uh, interviews. It, trust me, any politics takes up more than I also do the show with you folks, too. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Very good. All right, Casey, take us home. Thanks, Abdul. And thank you for listening today. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Kevin. We're going to catch you back here tomorrow for Radiothon live from Sullivan's Hardware. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.